Hey y'all, welcome to Handy Schlepp. Today is Thursday, November 18th, and today we are going to talk about Thanksgiving and family. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. All of this and more coming right up. Stay tuned. Welcome to episode 46 of Handy Slapped to all of my beautiful disabled disciples here with the show. And it's such a privilege to just sit down or lay down with t- and to talk with y'all every week. And, you know, there's not much to say this week other than something we're all thinking about right now. And that's the oncoming week of Thanksgiving. And as some of us may understand it, we either love Thanksgiving, think it's okay, or we hate it. Because Thanksgiving means one really big thing that's either a great blessing in our lives, or it means a great stumble in our lives. And that's dealing with family. But we're going to come back to all that in a little bit because we're going to start off with discussing a little bit of a topic that I have uh, circled around a bit in the past, way back, like five years ago, five and a half years ago to be exact. It was my senior year of my undergraduate collegiate career, and I was a few weeks away from graduation. And all of us pre-seminary students had to write a big 30, at least minimum 30-page senior thesis, or we called it senior seminar, on a theological or philosophical topic of our choosing that had not yet been explored or could be explored in a more unique way. And going back on it, it's just what I would do different now, but the topic I chose for my senior seminar was about f- abuse and forgiveness, specifically sexual abuse and forgiveness. Now, that was something um, that I was just thinking about a lot at the time for the sake of other people who I knew in my life that had gone through it before and who had suffered through it most of their life. Or with others, it became a new endeavor for them to go through. A new nightmare, you could say, for them to face against. Some of them facing it again all of their lives. And what I explored in this paper was loving your nightmare a study on excuse me a study on sexual abuse and biblical forgiveness now it was a very interesting topic to explore because that's not something that is very cultural it's a very countercultural perspective on how we would as a society or even in psychology how one would approach their abuse perpetrators, 
how they would understand themselves as a victim and how they would understand how to encounter and move with their issue. Because who wants to hear, excuse me, who wants to hear something like, okay, hey, I know you went through all this physical abuse, emotional abuse, and especially sexual abuse from this much-hated or impactful, negative impactful person in your life, this enemy of yours, this absolute nightmare from your life. Why would you want to do anything associated with them? In the sense of why would I even think about loving and forgiving someone like that who took away the love from me? Why would I even think about giving someone that peace of mind that i forgiven them. As humans, that's the last thing we want to do. The last thing we want to do is give someone the mindset that we are at peace about them, that we no longer despise them or that we no longer hate them. To give them that like freedom in a sense. Yeah, we say like it's freedom for us, but in a way it would be a freedom of them too. Why would anyone in their right mind want to give someone that mindset that, hey, all is well, let's move on? No freaking way would anyone want to do that. Would anyone want to allow that? And yet, and yet we are called to face it biblically. Why would Jesus tell us to do such a difficult, challenging thing that goes against our very nature, our society, most cultures? Why would anyone think that's okay? Why would God, through Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the Kings of Kings, tell us to in a way, get over our mindsets of this, to get over the abuse in a sense. But no, that is not it at all. What this is, is something we need to think about deeper than we realize, much deeper than we realize. And that's because a lot of how we respond to people that have hurt us in our lives in any way, shape, or form has a lot to do with how we've been treated much earlier in life. Maybe it goes back to our roots or even our parents' roots and their parents' roots. There is a root, ladies and gentlemen. There is a root that we all stem from. And why would anyone want to love their nightmare? That is the question I brought up for my senior thesis those five odd years ago. And again, this goes deeper than that because, as we discussed at the beginning, next week is Thanksgiving, a holiday that is all about family, what we are thankful for, who we are thankful for, 
etc. Now, when it comes to being antagonized, being a victim, going through abuse and trauma, nothing and no one can be more challenging sometimes, if not most of the time, than family. Family, because they are blood and they're so close to you, making it difficult to go through certain obstacles with them. What it's really about is that it's that a lot of times family knows you to your core. They know your exposes. They know your exploitations, your weaknesses. They know where to hit you where it hurts, to bring up past failures, to bring up past sins or mistakes that you have committed, to remind you of the wrongs you have done. Because, hey, what's better than family to bring up how much of a horrible person you are, am I right? And I think that's why, not just Thanksgiving, but why the holidays are sometimes such a despised time of year. Not just that, but of course loneliness, depression, a lot of mental attributes and emotional problems mix that with mental illness and family problems, relationship issues, mix that all together, and you have a lot of problems going on within you that you never even acknowledged in maybe years or decades. Thanksgiving, while it is a time to be thankful, it also feels like a time of ripping open old wounds because you may have to be around that person who you just can't stand to be around. I recently heard a way of understanding it especially with a family member that it's like, hey, I love you, but I don't always like you. You know, I think that's a great way to put it. Like, yes, I love you, but I don't really like you. Is that wrong to say? Sometimes I don't know. I had a conversation about that in the past. You know, it's okay to, to love someone as we are called to do. We love people, but sometimes, if we're brutally honest, we just don't like them because we just can't stand to be by them, to be around them. We don't like who they are or who they have become over time. We miss who they once were, the innocence, the way things were before they were broken. And a lot of times, Thanksgiving is a reminder. Again, I should say all the holidays. Reminder of memories that no longer are. Reminder of moments and people that are no longer there. Things we can no longer go back to. The times we cherished are now the times that lead us to despair. And a lot of other times, it just feels like we are going to never go back to the way things were once were, to the way we love them, to the way we want them to be, to the way we remember them. 
It's that nostalgia. It's the power of memory. The power of memory can be a very loving and delicate, tender thing, but it can also be a very disastrous, scary, and harmful thing. Memory holds on to things. A lot of times we have the choice to hold on to something or let go. And you know what? We do. And at the same time, it's that power of memory that makes it so unbearable. The constant reminder. We may have tried to move on and let things stay in the past. But after a while, something is going to re-trigger you to bring back those mistakes, to bring back those memories of when something horrible was happening, to bring back the disparity. When why would anyone want to confront that or face it? Rather, it's much easier to just say and speak out, think out loud how we feel about someone, to get even with them, to make them feel the pain that they have given us. Just recently, I was helping lead a Bible study when the regular pastor of this men's Bible study was going through a surgery. Sometimes they call me in to substitute and everything. And something came on my mind to share with these men about the greatest weapon of all mankind. It's not the lightsaber. It's not the battle axe. It's not the slingshot. It's not the bow and arrow. It's not the M1 Grand. It's not even a musket. No. The greatest weapon at our disposal is something that seems so minuscule. The tongue. The human tongue. Because the human tongue, biblically speaking, has the power to bless and to tear down. The power to give praise to God and or to give curses to other people. It's an alternative weapon used for offense and defense. It's a weapon that's either one way or the other. We have to choose whether or not to have the safety mode on. And what we talked about was in the book of James from Scripture. The book of James comes from, well, the half-brother of Jesus Christ. Try living with that. He was actually to have the first, be the first one to have his book written for the New Testament. And what I studied at this Bible study was what is so powerful and sacred about our tongues if we have the use of them. Better yet, what is in the power of words? The things that we can say to people, the things that we can share with people. Why is something so small, so powerful, and also deadly? Well, let's read in the book of James, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. 
and it reads, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a guide, excuse me, he is a perfect man, able also to brittle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boosts, it boasts of great things. How great a forest fire is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth came blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. This is the word of the Lord. Now what we see here is that, yes, indeed is the tongue a very powerful, dare I say, majestic, magical weapon. A weapon that can bring life. A tool that can be used to curse and hurt all those around us. Our loved ones or people we don't like. All the, these people who are made in the likeness of God. Who God calls us to love and care for and bless with our speech. To guide and protect Later that day, we will then gossip about them, curse them, swear about them, talk horrible things about them, talk complete crap about them, describe to a friend of ours how much we hate the other, while later on talking the same curse against the person we were just with. It's just like when Jesus says, how can we say we love God and hate our brother. We can't. If anyone says they love God and hate their brother, they are a liar, and they are not of genuine faith. We can do all kinds of things with our bodies. 
our bodies as temples for the Holy Spirit that now dwells within you as a newborn again believer. We can praise those who are hurt and cursed, or we can cursed, curse those who are blessed and loved. How we speak and share our minds and speak with our tongues is a reflection of our hearts. That's the key. Think about it now with Thanksgiving. We're going to be with people who we may have some trouble troubles with. Maybe you don't. Praise the Lord. But if you do have some troubles with this person and you are forced to go be with them, I mean, again, you have the choice to be with them or not. But if you do have to be with them, just remember to, of course, always set your boundaries. But... As crazy as this may sound, maybe you did your part already. Maybe you moved on and you let go and you just want to be free again. I say to you that it is not about us holding back forgiveness or withholding it. I ask you to pray for your enemies again. I've talked about this before on the show but something we all deeply struggle with. I ask you to please pray for your enemies, to love them, not always reconcile with them. It doesn't, Jesus and scripture doesn't always mean that we have to immediately just go up to them and reconcile them. It doesn't work that way. You don't just go up to your abuser and become friends again or become buddy buddies with them. No, no, that is not directly always what Jesus is saying. What scripture is saying is to forgive them in your heart, to give them the same grace that Jesus gives you each and every day. Now that's the kicker, is that why do we have to forgive? Why must we desire to speak blessing and forgiveness over the most horrible people who have persecuted us and victimized us, who abused us, even sexually abused us, mentally abused us, and emotionally abused us. Well, look at yourself. Jesus looked at you. He looked at me. He looked at all of us. And he said, I love you, and I forgive you. Will you accept that? If Jesus forgives someone like you, with all the things you have done, public or private, nothing is beyond the extensive grace of God. For you can be forgiven if you desire to let Jesus be the Lord of your life. I mean, Jesus is going to do whatever he wants. And he's knocking. But will you open the door or will you keep it closed? And then on the other hand, um, if Jesus is going to do whatever he wants with you, why don't you do the same with others? 
Jesus can love and forgive you, which he does so dearly, does he forgive you? You have the power to forgive those who have hurt you. You have the means to forgive others because the Lord Jesus has forgiven you. Think about some of that and maybe ponder upon it over the next week or so as we go into the Thanksgiving season. As we close today, I just want to pray with y'all really quick. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all who are listening. And we thank you for the gift of life, the gift of your salvation, the gift of your love and your grace, your holiness, righteousness, your justice and mercy, and all other ways and attributes of you, Lord God. Help us to be of sound mind and at peace and comfort as we go into the holiday season, at least here in the United States and wherever is going on in the rest of the world. Be with all of us as we reunite with family, or maybe some of us don't have family to reunite with. Help us to be a blessing to those around us who don't have a family to go to and help those with family to forgive and love those who have persecuted them and have harmed them. For you have loved and given us grace, Lord God. We don't deserve it at all. But Lord, when we feel like we don't need to give it to other people, but because you have given us, we can forgive them, whoever it may be. In your heavenly and divine holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, well, I want to thank you all for listening to episode 46 of Handy Left. Again, I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday wherever you will be, whether it's, hey, maybe you'll be on your own or maybe you'll be with friends for a Friendsgiving or you will be with family or maybe you're going to go out and volunteer or just kind of hang out and do your own thing, whatever it may be. Get in touch with the Lord today. Reach out to him for he is listening and let him become the Lord of your life as he enters your heart and be born again. But it's the greatest gift you can ever receive. Ever. I thank you so much and take care, stay safe, and God bless. Hey y'all, welcome to Handy Schlepp. Today is Thursday, November 18th, and today we are going to talk about Thanksgiving and family. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. All of this and more coming right up. Stay tuned.